episode of Dad Bods. We have a great little interview today with the mysterious Mr. C. Mm. Could be doing some a little fantasy draft. Our starting five. We also have to recap Daddy's in the Wild, Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's che- not real. Chew us up and spit us out. It's not a real place. It's not a real place at all. It's fantasy land. It's just the fact that you can, and I'm not trying to sound hard or anything, but act the way that us as a group acted and you have no consequences to pay at all after. Well, mentally I did because I still have anxiety over it. But yeah. like jail time <laughs> or any type of community service law and order just there's like it's there's this real. big like circle it's called warren county in kentucky <laughs> law and order doesn't exist no there. it's mayhem it's it's you look it, the drive down there you're looking forward to it so much you know you're all happy you're all giddy you're excited and everything and then the car ride home is the most it's so depressing just be you're just thinking to yourself holy shit i actually did these things that I remember and then there are things you don't remember and then you're just like what the hell happened we went with a group of four I think the group of four that we had I think we hung out with each other for maybe five minutes yeah the most amount of time we spent together was the drive yeah I didn't see y'all I didn't see y'all at all no. Well, I did see you. But. Well, yeah, you saw me at you saw me at uh, the local college establishment to give me a tap on the shoulder and say, "Hey, I think they just cut you off." <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, and the only reason you got cut off is because you were blocking a, a like an egress area for the bartender to go from the bar to the common area. <laughs> if I did not get cut off at Hilligan's Sports Bar and Grill that night, the tab was already at what? What did we say? It was two twenty, I think. Two sixteen and nine cents. Yeah, two sixteen. We could have started to get. We were going to get to the three four bill range. I think. Yeah, and to do that at a college bar is impressive in itself. By the way, I mean, I think I bought ninety rounds of shots. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know if I got in on any of that. I can honestly say I don't know. I hope. I hope you did. T's and P's. We'll never know. We, we will literally we, never we, know. We won't. Um, but it was overall, it was a fun time. You getting drunk for cancer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a good time from what I remember. Um, the drive home was horrible and then we played around to golf, which actually wasn't, I had a great time. I have, I'm shocked at how much fun I really had. Well, it was also like 40 degrees outside with the wind. I think I hit like six or seven houses. (laughs) A lot of people had free, free golf balls in their backyard. I, at one point at the turn while y'all were getting food. Oh, that quesadilla um, was revitalizing. Yeah. A, I had an anxiety attack in the cart. It took you guys way too long. And B, I had to go put on my toboggan and North Face gloves. Dude, it's free range. While I was still wearing short sleeves. <laughs> free range chicken. I mean, they, like, it doesn't just appear on your plate. Like, oh my God. It, it took an absurd amount of time. But overall, uh, if I had to give this weekend a, uh, a test score, I would say, um, as far as like in the fun category, um, A minus, A minus. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> you're you're bringing too much of the after effects yeah. into this. If we're talking in the moment. You probably give it a ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Now, 99%. if we're talking like Sunday morning, I'm giving you like a twenty three. Yeah, just the fact that I have a pulse. But. I showed up for the test basically, and that's it. 
I had a great time Friday and Saturday. Daddy's in the wild. We got to see our boy Ebenezer fight. He kind of he it's kind of a little messed up that he got moved up so early because they were worried yeah. about the bad weather and uh, and the he, bad he, weather he got by moved the up way like eight or nine fights. The bad out of weather nowhere. by the way was it rained. <laughs> well, there was supposed to be a tornado, um, but. I didn't hear that. It was I supposed to be a tornado that was going to go through Bowling Green again. Uh-oh. What happened one time a year, a couple of years ago, so it could happen again. Okay, fair enough. But it really only just rained. Yeah, it really just rained hard. hard. I mean, it, he was still he was like warming up. Yeah. When they told him he had like ninety seconds, I think, to get in the ring. Like that's just, I mean. Yeah, and they were like being assholes about it too. They said yeah. if he's not in there in ninety seconds, he just he gets he disqualified, gets DQ'd. Like what? That's ridiculous. But, but he gave it his all. He gave it his all. Upwards and onwards. Glad we were able to connect with him, see him. Um, we also got to see WKU's former three-point sniper, Luke Frampton. Yeah. Friend of the dads. Yep. Big friend. Um, Jersey swap. Jersey swap. Had a meeting um, Sunday or no, Saturday. See, now my days are all messed up because usually I go out on Saturday. So I think the next day Sunday. But we went out Friday, so now it's just all my calendar. Had a meeting with an agent about a possible overseas. Yep, a little bit of Greece, so Greece action. Um, looking forward to. We'll probably hit him up, see how that went. I'm sure it went well. Um, he said rehab's going well. Looking to make a full recovery, so looking to see where he lands. We're excited. We're very excited. Uh, what else is? Uh, oh. LSU won the women's uh, national championship. Yeah. And, I mean, anyone saying that they're classless, let's chill out. I mean. Joe Burrow did this, a very similar thing. Okay. I don't think he did, like, as much of that. Yeah. He, he didn't, like, run up to Trevor Lawrence's like, yeah, face and, like, and do it. Yeah, you can't see me. <laughs> but he did do, like, the ring me thing. He did like, do the ring me thing. But, like. A lot. There are a lot of videos of Iowa's Iowa players Caitlin like Clark. Caitlin Clark and like some other ones that you know did some other unsportsmanlike things during games. Well, she. Well, but then she like, like when you dish it back to them, you know, you're just an asshole. First of all, the refs in women's college basketball are some of the worst I've ever seen. The one where so Caitlin Clark got a technical for like rolling the ball around. Yeah. LSU's coach <laughs> assaulted a referee on the sidelines. Was like, right was like slapping it. him and yeah. like grabbing his right arm. I was like, that was actually insane. I was like, that's not a technical, but someone like rolling the ball out of like, she threw it pretty hard though. The ball. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like if that's a technical, so is the thing from the coach. And so is like the taunting and be like, let's just call it always fair. I mean, I don't know. Let's call it fair. Everybody. LSU put up a hundred and something points on them. So I will say I that's probably the most of a woman's basketball game I've ever watched, and it was not. It wasn't as bad as I remember it being. It was actually like not bad. I mean, the pretty fact good. they scored over a hundred points is pretty impressive. And Kaylin Clark's like freaking Steph Curry out there. Yeah, I think she broke. She broke some record. It might have been the most points ever scored in March Madness. I think like a women's tournament. I think so. Yeah, I got that notification. Uh, but she's a stud. Um, a lot of people actually are saying that she's like the Steph Curry of women's basketball. Yeah. Apparently, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I haven't really watched a lot of it. Um, also, the line between like a true Bayou woman and a, a flaming gay man, like LSU's coach, the line between what she wears and a very gay man is paper thin. It is paper thin. 
what's that one dude's name? Uh, the ice skater, Johnny something. I don't know. Is it Johnny Weir? He's always on like the Kentucky Derby. And he always wears these, like, very flamboyant outfits. That looks like – it looked like something he would wear. It is a paper-thin line. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to respect her. She's – she. she's her there fourth th- national championship, I think. I don't I don't think she's won any. Or, no, no, she did. She, yeah, she won she, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Uh, that's, like, her there. fourth one. And then um, – How is she out there in high heels, like, that is, running, like, full yeah. sprinting up and down And, the like, court. trucking referees, too. Yeah. <laughs> she's just kind of a badass. Oh, yeah. Uh, respect. She's a queen. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute queen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, tonight, national championship. I mean, it starts at 9.30. I'm going to yeah. be going to sleep, like, like, halfway through the first half. And let's just all be honest. UConn's going to win. Do we really give a shit? Like, congrats to UConn. And I, I, was don't, just, I don't know how. Are there, I know we talked about this the other day. They're still, like, not technically a blue blood. Yeah, they are. We, we, we went back and looked at it. This, this would be, like, their fifth natty yeah. since 99. They're, they're a blue blood. Yeah, okay. I just but they've had, sure. like, the weirdest run I was looking at it. It's like they've only made it past the first round like seven or eight times during that time span. Mm-hmm. This would be like their fifth natty. They've missed the tournament like seven times. They've won three national championships as like I think a five as like a three or a five seater higher. Like the most ridiculous run. But like I, I, I would I would take it. I'm mean, like, not gonna say yeah. no. <laughs> it's just not like conventional. It's probably it's like not really, very conventional. Yeah, like it's probably very frustrating but i would take it like if you told me my team would win five natties in my lifetime by this time 100 like, percent, awesome that's great i don't Sick. care if we like don't make the tournament some years then yeah give me a natty we but could it, be, we could we could be like georgetown was the past couple of years but as long as like i know there's gonna be a natty soon like yeah. yeah or we just had one yeah yeah that's completely fine um, now that I'm thinking about it, if they win this, so was that this would be their fifth natty? So we're already including tonight. Like they're gonna have five natties by this time tomorrow, right? Probably. Okay. Um, so if they do that, do they have a bigger dynasty in our lifetime than like Duke? Probably, yeah. I mean they've probably won think most so. natties in our lifetime. Yeah. Right? Since ninety nine. Yeah. So what is it? Two with Calhoun, or was it three with Calhoun? Three with Calhoun, three with one Calhoun, with uh, Ollie, and then and um, one with Hurley. Hurley. So just, yeah, how do they just get insane. all these damn good coaches? <laughs> it's like it's, actually insane. It's like Ollie got fired like three years after he won a Natty. I don't even think it was three years. I think there was also some like off the court issues, or like I think some I recruiting know. violations or something. <laughs> I'm just throwing out things right now. I don't really know. Yeah. I'm, I'm very That's uneducated. the mark of a good team is if you win national championships or you go to Final Fours and you get caught, you know, recruiting illegally. That's how we're going to do it, folks. Yep. That's how we're going to do it. Refuse to lose. Um, but, yeah, what else is uh, – we have baseball started. We're currently watching the San Francisco Giants and Chicago White Sox. Luis Roberto Lubom Jr. just went apo taco. To make it three to seven, <laughs> so it's a big home run out there for you guys. Um, our go teams go off today. Our do Cardinals Braves start the series today. It could be a, it's going to be a good series. I think. I think y'all are pitching your rookie tomorrow, right? One of our rookies, and then I know Freed can't go game one, so maybe we'll have another guy from AAA come up and pitch. So I'm not really expecting to win the series. <laughs> we kind of have to win tonight just to make sure we don't get swept. Yeah. 
Tonight's def- the Braves we'll are see. definitely going to win tonight. Y'all scored a zillion runs yesterday, and we lost to the Nationals. <laughs> Algorithm is screaming Atlanta Braves. Yes, I agree. I agree. And uh, Cardinals, they're not clutch. So, Ryan Helsey or whatever, um, he'll probably come in and blow a save, and uh, we'll lose like five to four probably. Kenley, That's my prediction. Kenley Jansen blew a save last year when we played y'all. Walked in Tyler O'Neill. I do remember seeing that or watching that. It was disgusting. We should have yeah. won that series. We lost Ryan Helsey um, blew the playoff game for us, though, single-handedly. I think your manager blew that by bringing him in in the eighth inning, which is something he had not done the entire season. Like, let's make him pitch two innings when he can. He never pitches more than one. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. I think we're going man- to managerial error there. Yeah, and it's probably the worst time you could ever pull one of those out of your hat. Yeah, it's like the w- one wild card game, winner take yeah. all. Probably wouldn't have done that. Or is it no? The wild card game's three now. Right? No, is it one? It's one. I'm pretty sure it's one. Yeah, it's one. What do you think about the pitch clock and everything, and like the Love bigger it. bases? And... Uh, the bases, I don't really understand. I don't really understand the bases. It's more action. There's more steals. I mean, I guess, but like. I guess the shift to – I don't know. I, I don't really know if it's had a huge effect yet. The stolen bases definitely has. There's been like – there was 30 more stolen bases over the first three games than there were last year. Also, the time of games is down like 15 minutes. I like I, – I do like the pitch clock, but I feel like it's going to really piss me off in October when there's a big moment and something bad's going to happen with the pitch clock and everyone's going to be like, this is absolutely asinine. Um, okay, so for all three, because so I'm gonna go. I don't care about the bases at all. Um, more steals, more action that's good for baseball. So I, I guess, sure, I'll just go on pro bigger base. Um, pitch clock, I'm pro pitch clock. Um, speeds up the game, and that's probably the biggest complaint about baseball is speeding it up. So I'll take that. And the shift, I'm anti banning the shift. Um, just because you're really going to hate this comment, hit the ball the other way. You get paid $40 million a year. You should be able to hit a ball left field yes. or, or right field, whichever yes. way, whatever pole Okay, so you do are. agree with that. Yeah, it's just okay. so dumb. Yeah, you get paid tens of millions of dollars a year to hit a baseball. And I understand it's the hardest thing to do. It's a round object on a round object. And it's also coming at you at 95-plus miles an hour. <laughs> I know it's the hardest thing to do, but you get paid a lot of money, hit the ball the other way. What about that guy for the Mets who was throwing that, like, ghost fork, they're calling it? That might be the most disgusting pitch I've ever seen. That literally looks like wiffle ball. His first career strikeout was on, I think it was Yuri Gurriel for the Marlins. He missed the ghost fork so bad that he his bat flew out of his hand and, like, almost killed his manager in the dugout. Yeah, I think um, – What a way to get your first major league strikeout. Probably the nastiest pitch I've ever seen, easily. Yeah. It's the most impressive. Oh, 100%. It's the most impressive pitch. It's sick, I think. Um, I guess – yeah, no. Like, I don't even think, like, if someone threw 110 <laughs> fastball to 110 miles an hour, I'd be more impressed by that. Than the fork ball or the ghost ball. What are we calling it? The ghost ball? The ghost fork. The ghost fork. It's disgusting. The GF. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's – there's – do you think if you got – I mean, 100 is a lot of at-bats. 100 at-bats, all of the – all of them are the fork ball, the ghost, the GF. 
do I have? Are you asking? You me get a I, count and everything. Are you asking me if I can like make contact or like get a hit with an MLB defense? Well, let's just say put the ball in play. Hundred at bats. I mean, I'll make contact. Put the ball in play. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof. Like three. Three. I mean, I'd like to say more, but like. I just feel like that's unrealistic for me to. Say. It's I like mean, how fast it was going like eighty six. Yeah, he throws like almost ninety. Yeah, like that's not. That's not. That's, it's gonna be pure. Still not slow. It's gonna be pure <laughs> luck that I barrel it up. It, oh, barrel it up. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Make contact. I mean, I think I could probably hit like a hundred at bats. Like I can work a count on every single one of them. Now, granted, we're gonna have to probably take some breaks for his arm. But like this would be like a five. We're gonna have to take some. Breaks this would be like a five day athletic ability. I need, yeah. I'm gonna need like an IV. This would be through. like a five day experiment. Yeah. I think I would hit four ground balls. I mean, I'm probably gonna pop some up. Did you? You think you could pop that up? Did you see? I mean, it's gonna like, go backwards, but I'm yeah. probably gonna pop. I like, I'm gonna. I could probably hit it backwards. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna hit four ground balls. I like three. I'm going three. <laughs> we have the Masters this weekend. Oh. When Jim Nance says hello, friends. Hello, friends. Um, and welcome to the Sunday at the I'm going to have an experience. <laughs> I think that, obviously, there's going to be a lot of animosity towards the live guys that are there. I'm calling cap on that. I think there's going to be animosity towards them. Bubba Watson made a really good point about this. He was up there with, uh, it was him, Brooks Kepka, a.k.a. Daddy Kepka. Mr. <laughs> body 2019. Yeah. Frank the body Gibbiotti. <laughs> and uh, everyone's favorite, Patrick Reed. Oh, yeah. Why'd they stick Patrick Reed up there? I have no clue. Because the, they're all live guys. I, no, but like, guys. why should Patrick Reed, the most hated offensive player probably in the world, why is he up there with Brooks Kepka and Bubba Watson? Like, two people who aren't nearly as hated as much. But regardless, yeah. Bubba made a really good point. He said... Uh, he said, really, that's just more from the media, that narrative that they're pushing, that it's going to be really awkward. He was, said the other day he was chilling with Rory McIlroy, and they were just chatting it up for like 30 minutes. And I, Rory, as we all know, is the most outspoken, anti-live guy out there. Agree to disagree, because last year when Cam Smith was rumored to be going to live, Scotty Scheffler like walked in front of his putt on that major. It was Cameron Young. Was it Cameron Young? Yeah, no, it was Cam, it was Cam up, Smith. He ended up going, I think. It was Cam, Cam Smith. Young. It was Cam I'm Smith. I'm pretty sure it was Cam, Cam Smith. Young. It was Cam Smith. Really? I remember the shot, the photo of it. Um, but he walked in front of his lie, like directly in front of it on the putting green. Speaking of Scotty Scheffler, is he going to repeat? I mean, that's like just such an easy <laughs> choice. Like it's so, it's so easy. There's like a it's so easy. What it? There's I forgot the stat, but it's like. Almost all the Masters winners are, like, top 14 in the world in, like, strokes gain, um, putting, irons. Yeah, from putting in their irons, if you're number one strokes gain, or if you're in the top 14, every Masters winner has done that. And so the people, the three golfers that fall in that category are Scotty Scheffler, John Rahm, and Rory McIlroy. It's yeah. so boring if one of them win. I, I think th- – the biggest thing about the Masters is it's all about putting. That's such a, that's such like an obvious like cop out answer, but I, I think it really is. It was Cameron Smith, by the way. I, I just was looked it up. I was right. Or no, hold up. 
was Cam Smith. Yeah, it was Cam Smith. Yeah, I remember okay. the photo shot of him like looking at Scotty while Scotty's like walking off the green after he did it. Yeah. So it's all about putting at the Masters, though. Yeah. So like someone said that uh, Willie Z possibly a I don't know if he's healthy enough to compete. I mean, but, have you seen him putting his shakes? B, like, give me anxiety. His yips from five feet scare me oh, at Augusta. I just can't. Um, so book it if you're doing a future. I'd go Scotty Scheffler and Rory and Rom. Yeah, I mean those three. And then I'm just gonna do a side bet with Brooks Kepka though. Yeah. I really want to live guy to win it though. So fucking Harold bad. Varner the third. The heat no shot. Harold <laughs> Varner, he's got that big lip of t- tobacco in. There's no way he'll while he's wearing Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's all we got for you guys today. We have we're going to be doing a little merch contest soon. Merch dropping soon. We'll be posting about that on the Instagram. But here we go. Here comes the mysterious Mr. C. Everyone, please welcome on today's guest, the mysterious Mr. C. How are we doing today? Doing well. How are you doing, Akon? I'm doing well. I'm sitting here in the studio with Howie, and we are... Uh, we're ready. We're ready for the Triple uh, X All Star Draft. I'm fired up, man! Been putting hours and hours of research into this. I mean, hours and hours. How much film have so, you watched prepping for lots, this? Lots of bodily fluids. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's been a long few weeks. I, you know, I kind of want to ask the pod over under, over under seven times you beat off thinking about this draft. I feel like Akon is definitely over. No comment. I'm going to decline <laughs> to comment on that one. I'm going to plead the fifth. <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that one, Mr. C. I'm sorry. <laughs> so we're going to get into a little uh, triple X, your starting five, and then we're going to talk a little college football as well at the end. So we're going to do a little snake-style draft with uh, Mr. C. Do you have anything you'd like to say before we begin the draft? Uh, yeah, I just kind of want to say fired up to be here. Um, you know, I'd like to kind of say by myself, I have a pretty immaculate dad bod, so good fit today. You know, like in my opinion, the best dad bod is that dude who like has a shirt on, fits him well, and he looks great, right? His legs are skinny, waist down, like super in shape, and then waist up, it's just like an obese male. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's where I kind of lie, I mean, you know, somewhere on that spectrum so you know just fired up to be here with the fellow dad bods and uh shoot the shit and ready to go what did you fuel your dad bod with today oh thank you for asking so yesterday uh we're supposed to record yesterday um had a lovely double quarter pounder with cheese from mcdonald's called the half the half pounder oh Um, yeah it's the biggest it's as big as they come oh yeah oh yeah it's nothing like it man um today for lunch had a jalapeno and cheddar bratwurst so needless to say the dad bods in full effect right now i'm ready to go both those meals sound so good. Right sound now. really yummy. <laughs> Gas in the tank. Balls in your court. Kick us off with the first the ever, first ever pick in the Triple X fantasy All draft. Right. We draft the point guard position first, weighing in at five foot one, ninety nine pounds. To Team Mister C, we got Kimmy Granger. That is, that's a we very solid Kimmy. pick. We got Kimmy Granger. She's a small body. She's, I, I'd like to think she's quick. She's spunky. I feel like based on, you know, watching film on her, I would say she can dish it as well as she can take it. Um, you know, I think she can be a great facilitator. 
when the game's coming down to the wire, but I think she 100% can steal the show. Seen it time and time again from her. I mean, I feel like every time it's a clutch situation, she always pulls up and pulls out whatever you need. Oh, yeah. Whatever you need to get across the finish line, she will give you. She's there. She's there for it. 100%. So, yeah, first pick's the draft. Kimmy Granger, off to a hot start. So I'm going to start off with the shooting guard position. Jeez. Um, There's some injury concerns here, I think, Um, just looking (laughs) at it from the outside in. We're going with Adriana Cekic. Mm. Look, she broke her back at TwitchCon last year. Um, You know, that was a devastating injury. She's really bounced back from it. But, you know, when you say the phrase vaginal hubris, I mean, Adriana is just the first one that pops to my mind. I mean, she has one of the wettest strokes we've ever seen, I think, in the game. I mean, she'll Mm -hmm. let that thing thang from deep range. She cannot be contained on the perimeter. Great pick. She can just absolutely flick it from anywhere. That's that's really all I got to add to that. All right, so at the Howie Camp, first pick of the Triple X draft, we're going for leadership here. I need a floor general, all right, one that's going to take the team onto the court. We're not going to care who you put up, put us up against, okay? We've been watching her since we were just little baby butterflies or baby caterpillars, Okay, this is probably the first video you ever watched when you got your first iPod Touch. Give me Rachel Starr, folks. Mm. Mm. Look, she's she's a veteran. She's like the Tony Parker of adult film industry. Old school. She's not, you know, we're not going to get all flashy. You know, she might throw another girl in there sometimes. But you know what? She's going to take us on the court, on the field, whatever, whatever you want to play on, the pitch. I don't know. But she's not going to be scared, and neither is my team. All right? So, with that, give me Rachel Starr, first pick. Interesting pick. I literally forgot she existed. I had to literally Google search her just to figure it out. Jeez. I mean, she's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Is she, is she a Hall of Famer? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She was like the first girl we ever looked up on our iPod Touches. <laughs> I thought that was Lisa Ann. Yeah, I was because I would rebuttal with Lisa oh, Ann. Oh, jeez. Yeah, Come on, man. I mean, no, it's a just... solid pick. I, it seems like a bold first pick. No, first we need pick, leadership. But... We need leadership on the court at all times. All right. Now, since snake style, I get to go again, right? That is correct. <clears throat> that is how a snake style draft works. At shooting guard, we need someone wet from deep. We need someone mm. that can sp- – we need a splash sister, Okay. Give me Alex Fox. F A W K S. Fox. And she can she can Unreal Range. She competes in the uh, <laughs> is it the MILF category, I believe? Hey. Like I said, we talk about on here all the time how we like the older teams in March rather than the young guns. Respect your damn elders, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's okay. a solid pick. That's yes. a solid pick. Alex Fox, splash sis. From Wait, three, can spray it from anywhere. I think it is Alexis. Alexis, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> she goes by flowers. Alex. Say her name correctly. Thank you, Mr. C, for that correction. I was You're our welcome. scout's You're been welcome. fired, by the way. 
Like I, like I said, did tons of hours of research on this. So I looked up pronunciations of correct names along with film. I'm sure you did too, Mr. C. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're going to, we're going to come in here hot. Okay. So we got our splash sister as how he calls it. I need someone who can be the team enforcer. Okay. When I think of team enforcer, I think of Diamond Jackson. Oh, yes. She's Definitely an enforcer. Yeah. She's coming into the power forward position for us. Really? Thankfully, she's also 69 inches of pure muscle. I mean, what a great number. Mm. <laughs> she's a modern-day big, okay? She can flick it from long range, but she can also finish at the rim through contact. Yeah, I was about to say, she seems a little undersized for your, what do you say, four? The four, yeah. yeah that's a modern. She's, she's 69 inches. So your thought is you wanted to run the point forward? Yes, that is correct. Okay. okay. Yeah, that, that's a good thing. It's a good strategy. All right, you, you got two back-to-back here, Mr. C. What are you thinking? Right. I'm thinking I'm going to go for my small forward position. So right there, I want someone who could play the one through five, right? Someone who's versatile, can kind of just do it all in the court, but also – like how he kind of said, has that leadership. Um, and I'm picking Corey Chase. Mm. Oh, yes. Great, great selection. Corey Chase, the small forward position. Like I said, just think she's, if you watch her film, she's done it all, man. She's played the one through five. And look at all her films. She's done them all. She can, she can lead the team. Um, yeah, Corey Chase. That's I, I, pick. I think she's a great veteran presence that you need to have in the locker room she's very welcoming and friendly mm-hmm. great team exactly. chemistry exactly exactly so yeah Corey chase small forward um so i'm back to back here for another pick that yep. is correct i'm gonna go with the center position here i'm gonna take angela white fuck god damn it fuck <laughs> god damn it so that was my next alex kind of alex kind of took my line here um She's a modern day big. She can do it all. Seen her do it all. She can shoot it from three. She can finish it at the rim. She's a big body. She can certainly back it up in the post when she needs to. And again, just get some more veteran leadership in the paint right there uh, with Angela White. Well, and also I just want to add this. She is um, one of the only stars out there that uses her real name. She doesn't use a fake name. Really? So she is not fucking scared. I actually did not did not know. That's is that true? Sick. That is a true fact. Damn. Yeah, so she is not it's fucking kind of, scared. Kind of a sick porn name too. Like it kind of worked out. Yeah, like she was. Like, she was like born to be a porn star. Yeah, <laughs> she was born that way. Yeah. <laughs> she was. She was born to be our what? Six like, pick, seventh. Like, when did you? When did yeah. you debut? When did you become Angela White? She's like, I've just always been Angela. White. Yeah, like <laughs> she's just. She's not scared. She's not gonna back down from anyone. Like she doesn't care. You come up to her in the street and like, oh my god, I've seen. She's like, you damn right you have. She's got that cockiness a little bit. That she does. So, yeah, right now we're sitting with Kimmy Granger at the point. Jeez. we got Corey Chase running small forward and Angela White at the center. we got a strong team. That's a very, that's a very strong yeah. big three right there. Damn. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go to my, my point guard position. You know, we want shooting guard, power forward. We're going to go with the ball handler of our team um, at the one. La Serena 69. Jeez. I feel like I've heard that name, but I've, like, never – Studied her tape. She yeah. hails from the great country of Venezuela. Okay. Does she's, she only do like webcam stuff? No, she's everywhere. <laughs> she's top 10. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
I was, she was not on my big you board. You have to go watch some more film tonight. Not on my big board at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking notes. Underwhelming combine, if you ask me. <laughs> listen, listen, she runs our this show. Is, this is like that Giants picking Daniel Jones. You're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> She's a sleeper, but you're going you're gonna to know her name, okay? Runs the show really good with the ball in her hand, okay? Really, really good. Phenomenal vision. She's always trying to incorporate, incorporate others, regardless of the task. Okay. She might only be five foot one. But let me tell you, she does have that dog in her. Mm. She's got that low center of gravity. You need that at the point. Exactly. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. I'm upset yeah, that no one no, else I, knows I, who that is. I looked up some pictures of her, and I'm seeing that she's definitely, she's definitely good at ball handling. That's, you, that's very clear. You cannot knock her on that skill. No, I can tell. Damn. Okay. All right, Howie, um, bring it up. So I went – Point guard, shooting guard. I think so. I think it's time I got to get some big bodies in here. I mean, we got to get some. We got to get some ladies in the paint. Okay. Um, damn, I had Angela White one, dude. That's gonna haunt. Me. She's a, she's a superstar. Haunt me. Right yeah, that there. was an obvious pick. Yeah. Fuck. Give me. We're gonna go a little international here, out Ooh. of Spain. Miss Bridget B. God damn it! She in was my center in the paint. Listen Wait, here, Bridget B. You're not going to get many boards against her. She's going to box your ass out, whether it's with her ass or her chest. She does not oh, yeah. care. She sets vicious screens on the ball. Okay? <laughs> you are not getting past those babies. <laughs> so, and we're going international here. Give me Bridget B at the four. All right? And you know what? I'm going to go with another big here. Another big at center. This you're is, playing Bridget B at the four? Oh, yeah. Wow, you got a tall lineup. Yeah, we're yeah. you're not going to get many boards against us. Nothing pisses me off more than offensive rebounds. We're not giving those up. Um, give me this – is, this is a throwback here. Alexis, Texas. Ooh. No boards against us. Zero. And she will post your ass up immediately, too. Oh, yeah. So – Yep, we're going with Bridget B, Alexis, Texas at the 4-5. What do you think of those uh, two selections, Mr. C? You know, from looking at pictures of Bridget B, just familiarizing myself with her again, um, <laughs> her body seems like with her ass and her tits, she has like a width of like five feet. So, like, you you are not getting past her. In no. I mean, no. She's, she's locking it down. So, that's a good pick. I think Alexis, Texas brings some star power energy, a big name. Um, kind of like taking like a 40-year-old, like, like Michael Jordan or Kobe, like he's like, he's like, they can't do what he used to do, but like he's out there and he's an enforcer and everyone's going to know it. Yeah. I mean, you would take it. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're a low cap team, like team Howie, I mean, we're going to take, you know, are, a little are bit you, past are you a small market team. <laughs> we're a small market, market dude. We're just a bunch of fucking, we're fucking dogs over here. <laughs> <laughs> so what is, I guess it's me next. Yeah. Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to the center position as well. Mm. This lady's been recently in the news because her ex man, one of her ex men, um, might be about to get indicted. Oh, we're going Stormy Daniels oh, at the boy. center position. <laughs> okay, no one can roast me about taking an older woman now. <laughs> I mean, she's an app. She's a student of the game. First of all, she <laughs> fucking invented the game. I think. <laughs> That's definitely like Howie's pick of Alexis Texas. Like, maybe can't do what she used to do, but like everyone knows her. She's a veteran. Like, she's been here a time or two. 
Yeah. She loves it. contact. She's very physical. She has no problems finishing with a man on her. I mean, like, she's great in the paint. And you know what? She's always looking to grab the loose balls. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, we all know the demographics of Akon's team, liberals. They're all just going to be pumped. They're like, yeah, you got Trump in jail. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, Mr. C. Mr. C back up on the plate. All right. You got back to back. All right. I think I'm going to go for my power forward position here, and I'm going to take Lena Paul. That's such a good selection. Mm -hmm. I take Lena Paul because, you know, I'm more focused on the size, the attributes of their body and how that applies to position. Again, just another, like, big body. But I can see her kind of running some point forward as well. I've seen her take the leading role in the offense. I've seen her take the supporting role. I know she can back it down in the post and finish at the rim. Um, and I, I think she has no problem commanding her team around, telling people what to do. That's yeah. pretty evident in her film. She loves to take that leading role and just kind of guide everyone, tell them what to do. And that's kind of what I want on my power forward. I want someone who can run that point forward position when I need you to. So I'm taking Lena Paul. All right. She's kind of, I mean, she's kind of like a J.R. Smith. Interesting comparison. I know. How's that? <laughs> She's still, you know, she still has range, but maybe a taller J.R. Smith. Yeah, yeah taller J.R. Smith. Yeah. I feel like she's, she's, she's a thick body, but she's not, like, super tall, so I feel like she can kind of move to that small forward position if I need her to, but she's honestly thick enough that maybe she could move to center when Angela, Angela White gets tired. I know she's, she's getting pretty old, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're taking Lena Paul because I think she can shift up and down in the lineup. And is this mm. your final selection you have next here? Oh, yeah, I'm up again. That's right. Um, all right, last section is my shooting guard position. Um, just mm. kind of noticed a trend over this entire discussion. There have been absolutely no males selected. Oh, no. That's pretty sexist. <laughs> That's pretty sexist, if you ask me. So for my shooting guard position, I'm going to take a guy we've all, we all know and love. We've seen him a time or two. His name is Danny D. I mean, the Danny man has absolute D. range. I'm the calling. Guy, I, if you if you think Adriana Chetchik has range, I mean, this guy is Steph Curry. I'd like, like a meeting with the commissioner about this pick. <laughs> <laughs> is it, what? He can shoot. He can shoot better than any girl you'll find. <laughs> this is. I love the selection. Try, try to argue it. I love the selection. Yeah, it's a great pick. I think I'm more mad that I just didn't think about putting a dude in my lineup. <laughs> I told Alex about it, and I was like, you cannot steal this from me. <laughs> but, yeah, that rounds out the lineup. Just you know, to recap, we got Kimmy Granger next to Danny D. We got Corey Chase, the small forward, Lena Paul, the point forward, and we got Angela White to close it out. I mean, that's a very that's a very solid starting five. I would not want that starting yeah, five in March. Intimidating. Yeah. Like I said, put a lot of time and effort, research, energy, yeah. a lot, a lot of energy. So. <laughs> a lot, <laughs> lot, of, too much concerning lot amount of energy. Of energy. Yeah. A lot of oh, drive, yeah. a lot of drive in this team. Yeah. I'm glad it all uh, amounted to a pretty all-star XXX all-star lineup. So we're going to finish our team off at the three spot. We're going to go with Karma RX. I'm not sure if anyone's familiar with her work. I'm actually not like RX, like the script, like the dude, you're taking like unsigned free agents. No, I'm not. I mean, they're signed to Brazzers and co. <laughs> Wait, is it, is it like RX, like prescription? Yeah. Like, like karma yes. prescription. Karma RX. She's our like third. K-A-R-M-A. I'm like not fine. K-A-R-M-A space RX. 
Oh, there's a space. Not like an underscore for her webcam name no. that she uses? Because I feel like you're picking webcam girls over here right now. Listen. Is she the girl with like an arm of tats? Yes. She is our backup enforcer. She helps Diamond Jackson, keeps the girls in line. Listen, one thing you can tell just from looking at her, she plays hard and dirty. You need that in your starting five. And the biggest thing for me overall, she keeps going until she has nothing left in the tank. And that is very important in a team. Yeah. Um, so to round out my triple X fantasy draft, starting five, La Serena, 69, Adriana Cekic, Karma RX, Diamond Jackson at the power forward, and Stormy Daniels commanding the paint. I feel like you've built like that, that like eight or nine seed in March Madness. That's like a blue blood school. And they're like, they're kind of sleeping and they might wake up in March and make the run. I feel like that's what you got. Like that eight or nine seed that makes the run. Yeah. You know, you were not the flashiest team on paper, but I think one thing about us is we have that chip on our shoulder. We've been a lot of places. We've done a lot of things. And I think come March, that really helps. I mean, you, you're over there with the one or the two seed. I mean, you have all the pressure oh, on definitely. you. Definitely. I'm going in there, like, undefeated on the season, like, bound to lose in the Final Four or something. The target's on your back. We're, fl- we're like FAU this year, flying so far under the radar that you don't even know what's about to come hit you. Yeah. How is this your final selection now? This is mine. Um, Let's hear it. I have a feeling that I know what my team's going to be compared to right now. Um, but at this, <clears throat> excuse me, small forward, three, rounded off. We're taking Violet Myers here. Ooh. Now, the reason why I like her is because she she caught my eye one time. Okay. Multiple times, actually. But she's not scared to, to you know, rough up with, with a fan. She'll bring a fan on and be like, hey, what's up? What's up, dude? You know, like, that's what you need. You need you need players that are going to, you know, relate to the student section out there, you know, to the fan base that are going to appeal to everyone. That's what we're trying to sell out tickets over here. Okay? So, that's why I'm taking Violet Myers at my three. So, my team is Bridget B., Alexis Texas, Rachel Starr, Alexis Fox, <laughs> and – Violet Myers, and I'm comparing my team to Purdue right now. <laughs> we have fucking bodies over here. I like the Violet Myers pick. Oh, yeah. I cannot believe She's she fell this low. And she has, a, she has a, if I remember correctly, she has a fantastic bush. <laughs> yes, it's a little concerning. <laughs> very, okay. very just, sure, are you an anti-bush guy, Hawk? No, but I'm just saying. I mean, that's a little bit of a discipline issue. I'm not going to lie. I mean, we got to keep that shit in shape, okay? There's a few <laughs> things you got to do on my team. You got to make weight. <laughs> and part of that comes with, are you grooming? <laughs> okay, <laughs> so let's figure that out, Violet, and let's go win some fucking games. <laughs> Are, like when you say grooming, do you mean like just completely shave it off or just like clean it up a little? Just bit? clean it up a little bit. I mean, we yeah. just can't like, be like having form just, a nice triangle. Yeah, or a landing strip or something. <laughs> like we just can't be having like. Wait, full... are you a landing strip or are you a are you a triangle kind of guy? Give me the landing strip. Really? Yeah. I'm a big triangle. It's guy. less intimidating. It's not as I wide. Like so I feel like the triangle's really in. Again, you know, based on the film that I was watching, I feel like the triangle is kind of a theme right now. Uh, is it? Is it in? I think it's in. Triangles are in now? You heard it. 
You heard it here first. It's in. It's in. <laughs> I think Lena Paul's the sleeper of the draft, falling to what, the fourth or fifth round? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. All right, so yeah, comment whose team is better. Who's taking the ship? I mean, I'm taking my team all day. I mean, but yours I is probably agree. the odds on favor. Alex, that my team definitely has somewhat of a target on its back because I feel like there's more all-star names. Like, I feel like when pe- if people saw our lineups, they would say, I know the most names on that guy's team. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. but it depends on the demographic. If you ask people my age, I mean, my team's a fucking throwback team. That's true. <laughs> Got the, the, o- I can't, I can't the 06 believe you Spurs. Went the throwback and you didn't take Lisa Ann. I feel like she- I was going to give her a front office position. <laughs> oh, yeah, GM. Yeah, I was going to give her, like, the head coaching spot. I told Akon before this started, I was like, I'm really regretting not having Lisa Ann on my list right now. I think I want to put we, her If we coach. drafted GMs, I feel like she's probably the first pick. Yeah, she would have to be. Because yeah. I don't even think she's in anymore, but she still lives in Vegas. And I think she, like, st- like she does a lot of, like, podcasts and shit about yeah. um, that industry. She's very, so, like, she's very she's, box office. Yeah, like, she's very knowledgeable. And, like, when her name's up on the marquee sign, you get eyes. I don't care yeah. who you are. Like, you're going to get some eye, eye candy. So, who, who else would be good GM picks? I think Randy Love. So I was, I had, Love, yeah. Randy Love was on my reserves, on my reserves yeah. list. Um, Dude, I had, I had a sleeper center pick on my reserves that I'm like, I wanted to just scream for one of y'all to take it. Do you want to know what it is? Who was it? Natasha Nice. So, I feel like it's an underdog. You need a big, do you, do you, do you know of Natasha Nice, Nice's film? Some of it. I, we didn't. We didn't do a full on deep dive as a, in the war room of it. She's a, she's a big body. She's a very big body. She would have been a sleeper center pick. The one that got away from me was Angela White. That just threw me off right there. Yeah. When, yeah, when I heard I him say "a," I was like, "Oh, it. it's over." I'm like, it, I was I'm debating toast. Corey Chase and Angela White, both big names. I was like, who do I want to pick first? And I. Although there is one con to Angela White, I did watch a film where. She finished way too early, and she started oh. crying after because she didn't because she finished first, and you don't. No way. Be, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Oh my god. Yeah. Can you, like, that's like kind of like breaking down the fourth wall of porn. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Now I don't know if it was scripted or not, but like there was a lot of crying after it. So I'm just saying, if you can't take the punishment for too long, you're not going to survive in this league, especially not in the paint. Oh my you god! Think she could have just cried because she was pounded ruthlessly for hours. Or something <laughs> like that. I mean, Bridget B's knockers coming across the. the I wanted Bridget B. <laughs> I wanted Bridget B so bad. I mean, her knockers come across the paint. You just get sideswiped by them. You're going down. Yeah. I'm honestly really surprised by y'all's picks. There were a few big names out there, but like, there were there were way too many. Where I was like, wait, who is that? I don't I'm think surprised. you're. You got to be a student of the game. Yeah. What, am I supposed to know the RX girl in La Serena 69? Yeah, I yes. mean, Akon <laughs> picked two people who literally, they're probably like just OnlyFans webcam girls. It's not true. I've yeah. never yeah. heard of the these name, chicks. The name La Serena 69 in one word screams webcam. Yeah. I mean, I think it's an unreal selection. Yeah. I will send, platforms I will send out, jerk mate. I'll send out... <laughs> I'll, I will send out some film later and uh, ask for some notes back. <laughs> I mean, like, she's probably hot, but, like, I, oh, I sure. don't know. Like, I'm sure you'd do her hops. I mean, there were, yeah, I'm sure. But, like, I'm, <laughs> I just think that fans in the draft, they heard that name, and they're just thinking to themselves, is RGM insane? Is that, like, the poor Zingas pick in the draft where they got booed, and then he turned out to be really, really good? Uh, 
So you're comparing her to Porzingis? No. Big height differential. <laughs> Should we talk some college football? I'm down. So I know we had a question that we had uh, proposed. Some coaches that we thought were going to be – we're going to do really well and then didn't do as well, you know, maybe got fired. I mean, first off the bat that comes to my mind, it's got to be Will Muschamp. Yeah. We can make it a roundtable discussion. I mean, as Mr. C knows, big-time Florida fan. Yep. I mean, he studied under Saban, studied under Urban. He's an unbelievable defense coordinator still to this day, but he just can't get it done as a head coach, and I do not understand why. It was tough because, like, when he went to Florida, it was, like, after Meyer, and he was, like, the hottest name in the coaching market. And, honestly, like, after Meyer, Florida was, like, a destination school for coaches. Like, he, he was, like, the hottest name in the market. I remember, like, I was so young, but, like, I remember everyone was so fired up to have him. And our defense was just so good with him, but we would lose, like, 10 to 7, 13 to 10. And it was just, like – it was just heart wrenching to watch. It's like, man, if we could score three touchdowns, we would win that. But like, we can't. <laughs> I just and then he he went to what after Florida happened, he went a few places. He went to Auburn as the defensive coordinator, yeah. and then from Auburn went to South, South Carolina. Carolina, and now he's and now Georgia. he's at Georgia, and he's like a stud at Georgia again. Yep, but like, it's Georgia. Like that's Kirby Smart's show. What is he now, like the special teams coordinator, I think? He's like the assistant uh, defensive coordinator. I, I mean, he he's got to be gunning for a head coaching job. I mean, this, this payout from getting fired to South Carolina and Florida, like he's made like tens of millions. Like he does not need to coach. Well, like and how he much? He wouldn't come and be an analyst unless he's like trying to gun back to a head coaching job. Well, how much is he even getting paid at Georgia? He calls, he calls the defensive plays or like him and I Greg think, Schumann do. Uh-oh. I think his salary was like increased. It was like he was getting paid like pretty little, but I think it was increased recently. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll look it up. So uh, his, it went up to 905000 Yeah. I mean, that and his pay, I don't know. How old is he? He's getting up there. I mean, he's getting some gray on his head. He's got to be mid-50s, maybe? He's getting some gray in his hair. He really bad. is 51 years old. Yeah. Oh, so he's way still young. He's going to yeah. get another head yeah, coaching job. he'll get job. another head coaching job then. He's going to get possibly three Jesus SEC Christ, head, coaching job, head, coaching, head coaching jobs. He it's just like so. I feel like that. it's so tough from like a recruiting standpoint to like escape that past of just like failing at Florida, failing at South Carolina. Like, uh, and I like that's I guess it's the way it goes. You get a little training under Kirby Smart, but I just I feel like it's just kind of hard to escape that. I mean, how often do coaches escape that? I mean, yeah, but at the same time, like enough time I feel like has passed to where I don't know if that'll really affect him too much with like recruiting at least. Fair. But then again, like him mentally, he could say, "Well, last time I was head coach, we I sucked." So those I have guys no have such a big ego. They, That's yeah. They yeah. None of them think that. What you got for us, Mister C? You got anyone else? You know, I I was like originally going to do Scott Frost, Nebraska That's was my original pick, but then it just hit me right before the pod. We can discuss that one as well. But you know, while we're on the Florida top with Dan Mullen, sorry with not with Dan Mullen with uh, Will Muschamp. I got to call out Dan Mullen here. I have to. Yeah. I have to. He is the definition of thought he was going to be good and failed because he <laughs> actually like was good for a second. He had those like two seasons where it was like, all right, things are on the up and up. Like we beat Michigan and like was the cotton bowl or it was the year six bowl. 
And then we had the Kyle Trask year, and the offense was so sick. And, like, it, it, was, it was, like, the opposite of what Moss was like, God, if we could just score 21 points, we'd win every game. And it's like, if, God, if we could just hold teams to 21 points, we'd win every <laughs> And it's like the offense was there. It was like, okay, like, year one, pretty obvious. Fire the defensive coordinator. Get rid of him. But, no, he had to hang on to his buddies the whole time. Like, Grantham. Just gave, yeah, he just gave him a free pass. And it's like the worst part is he just didn't want to recruit. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I scavenged the Florida message boards, and some of the stories are pretty horrifying. I was like, about to say, purposefully avoiding ones. five stars in the state of Florida. Like, he purposely <laughs> avoided them because, in quotes, he didn't like the drama. <laughs> what, was the, yeah. what, what was the one story I think that you told me, Mr. C, about how, like, he had someone else, like, texting recruits, like, answering his yeah, phone for Yeah, he had, for like, him. an assistant that's, like, female on the staff, like, essentially texting recruits for him. And I think, like, some other coach, I don't know who it was, but some other, like, SEC coach got wind of it and was telling these recruits, like, you should text Dan Mullen and say, call me right now. And, like, they were all doing that. And they were, like, calling Dan Mullen directly, knowing that it was going to this, like, assistance phone. Jeez. And then Florida just kind of, like, freaked out and didn't know what to do. And, like, they would just dodge all the calls. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. So some other coach, like, got wind of it and, and screwed us. <laughs> That's how you recruit five stars right there. Let's just have the yeah, GA. Yeah, so I think, I think he's the definition of someone who, like, you thought was going to do well and failed because, like, he had it. Like, he had it. He said to do like, two things, and he just didn't want to do them. Couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, mine, you kind of eliminated, but I was going to talk about Scott Frost. Like, dude did a hell of a job, obviously, at UCF. And alum <clears> – <throat> excuse me, alumni used to play football at Nebraska. Like, definitely would have thought – he would have done way better than what he did. I mean, he was horrible. That was that was the worst experiment probably in college so football bad. in the past I, 15 I actually years. researched, like, what went wrong with him before this because I was going to talk about him. Have you, have you looked into, like, the reports on what specifically went down? No, not really. So, apparently, this is a direct quote. First, there was a real bad lack of organization. Second, he was impulsive, and he would jump in in critical moments in games and make play-calling suggestions of things they really hadn't repped much in practice. <laughs> and third, third, he leaned on a couple buddies here around Nebraska and got some really bad advice. So, number one, bad organization. Number two, just called plays they didn't practice <laughs> in big moments. And number three, got bad advice. I don't even know. What does that even mean? You got bad advice. Just, I, know, I guess you like, just leaned on <laughs> I, I don't know. If, like a coach at Florida came to Florida, was like Dan Mullen, give me advice on how to recruit. Like bad advice. <laughs> Probably going to outside sources to how to recruit. It's I like, mean that he, I run that a business. was horrible. That was so bad. Like Nebraska, like obviously Nebraska, like they have a rich tradition. I mean, he probably. What, do you think he set them back like for a while? Probably. I mean, I think it's a. I, I, people like say it's a good job because of the tradition, but like. In modern college football, like, I don't think it's a very good job. Like, yeah. I guess I guess like one of the only states that like doesn't neighbor a pipeline recruiting state or something like that. Like, and they've got to compete with like the kids in the West and California and Texas. And it's like it's so hard to win these recruiting battles for top recruits. Like, I feel like these days all Nebraska could be is like a Wisconsin who gets like three star recruits and just makes the best of them. Yeah, like I just couldn't imagine trying to recruit a kid who's from like California or Florida. And just like, hey, man, come out to Nebraska. Yeah. You'll have a great time. <laughs> come here and be a Cornhusker. It's sick. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing surrounding us worth a shit. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. But hey, we got tradition. I'm going to go yeah. with the we, – we, we used to be really good. Yeah. 
with Tommy <laughs> Frazier back in the day. <laughs> I'm going to go with a, a little bit of an older one from the early 2010s. Gene Chizik. Because this kind of goes along with your Dan Mullen, like the way his career kind of went. Gene Chizik won a national championship and was at Auburn for three and a half seasons. I mean, so yeah, basically you can say this and Edo. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. Same fucking person, basically. But the thing is with Edo, we all kind of knew it was all Joe Brady. (laughs) We knew that the whole time, but we were loving it. And I think Edo knew it too. I don't think we knew it about Gene Chizik. No, because he was actually like a good defensive coordinator, yeah. like before, then like a little bit after. But like, I mean, he so he used to do this thing. This has got to be the most genius recruiting stunt ever pulled in the state of Alabama or the South, maybe ever for that matter. It was called Tiger Prowl, where him and the coaching staff got like two or three limos and just drove around to every single high school in the state of Alabama in the off season in the summer. And would just like show up and they were like celebrities with these huge like lifted Hummer limos with Tiger Prowl all over the side of it. They had all the cheerleaders there with them. Like, interesting. If you're getting recruited by like a school that shows up with the whole coaching staff and a limo with cheerleaders, like, I mean, that's kind of awesome. Sounds like it didn't really work out too well for him. Well, he won a natty, but that was kind of like all Cam Newton. Yes, it's true. But that, I mean, yeah, it's Edo too. God, I love Edo so much. I know. Yeah. I mean, everyone knew, like, his his big thing was recruiting. Like, even when he was out at USC, like, he, he should not fit in at USC. But <laughs> he was just such a good recruiter, such a good talker that he was able to recruit well. But everyone, everyone knew the moment he got, I guess, uh, promoted to head coach because he was on the staff when Les Miles was there yeah. and got fired. Everyone knew, like, yeah, we're gonna have a really good recruiting class, and these guys will want to play for him. But he's just not a good coach, and it got it got exposed like the next year after Joe Burrow. Have y'all heard the story of when he was recruiting someone out at USC, and he like fake took the, an offer away for a kid? No. So he was recruiting this kid at USC. I forget, I forget who the kid was. Um, but so he went and he visited with like in in house visit with the family, and the kid was like, yeah, like I think I'm gonna go to. We'll just say. We'll say, like, Texas, because I can't remember what the school was. Um, and he's like, yeah, like, I'm pretty locked in on Texas coach. Like, I'm not going to be coming to USC to go play over there for y'all. And so he was driving back home after it and was, like, trying to figure out what to do. He stopped at a payphone somewhere, and he called the kid's house, and he acted like he was from Texas and took the kid's offer away. And was like, yeah, man, this is that's awesome. This is Tom that's Herman su- from that's Texas. That's so great. And I'm taking yeah. I'm taking your offer away. And then apparently, like five minutes later, the kid like committed to USC. Dude, that's if I was that excellent. kid, I would have been like, if I figured out it was Ed O, I would have been like, honestly, dude, like that's sick. Like I'm all in. Oh yeah, that's that's the scumbag I want to play. That's for an right unreal there. recruiting tactic. We're just yeah. gonna take fake take kids offers away. I would be like, I love that energy. I love that tactic. Let's do this thing. <laughs> All right. So what I kind of want to talk about now is head coaches. We're just going to do like five new hires, if that's cool. And okay. we'll just do five new hires. And we just say, uh-huh. we can just talk about each one. How do we think they're going to do this year? So starting off, Luke Fickle, we kind of mentioned it earlier, went from Cincy up to Wisconsin. How do we think he's going to do? I feel like he needs time. I feel like you need time there. Yeah. I mean, I that's feel like a, it's one of those like place. three year projects. Like it's just not a place where you can like 
get a splash recruit that can like give you a lift like the program is where it's at i don't know it just seems like something where like you'll probably see like a flat performance from 2022 to 2023 and then like a slight bump in 2024 and then like 2025 you got luke fickle's guys out there the way i look at it is it's just going to be like it's wisconsin you'll he'll He'll probably do well. Maybe he'll play for a the, Big Ten championship. But at the end of the day, like, you're going to get your season ended by Ohio State and Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think – I don't I don't get Luke Fickle. Like, I feel like there were better jobs out there that he could have had. Well, he turned down the LSU job. Oh. He turned down the Nebraska job. He turned down the Auburn job. I, I mean, Nebraska I get, but, like, Auburn and LSU are way better than Wisconsin. I know he's, like, a northern guy, but, like – I think he really just wanted to stay Big Ten. I don't think he yeah, wants that pressure. Like, like the, yeah, that's true. I mean, if Brian Kelly didn't do what he did his first year, he would. There would be some discussions. I mean, you're on the hot seat if you well, only win. Fickle's like still eight upset games. he didn't get the Ohio State job, so oh, he wants yeah. he wants to stay in the Big Ten and prove that he that but, Ryan Day wasn't the right hire. Born on third, we all Ryan Day was born on yeah. third. I mean, yes. Um, number two. Jeff Brom at Louisville. How do we think? I mean, he'll probably – I think he'll do better than their old coach, Satterfield. But, I mean, I think, to me, I feel like the ce- the ceiling at Louisville is pretty similar to, like, Kentucky's. What, like you, what you got, games, Mr. C, on that one? A year. No, I'm not, like, I don't follow Louisville that closely. Um, I feel like Brom's a good coach. I – feel like cop is right they're just kind of like on that same tier as kentucky like you're just not it's just like modern football being in like a big conference you're just not going to get like the dogs recruiting it's a tough job and i mean i think he and he played at louisville he was quarterback there i know back yeah. in the day he was he's from louisville he's from louisville he went to what trinity yeah um, i know he coached at western and was really good at western kentucky i mean so i think the state of kentucky's i think this is like this is his dream job obviously I think they'll do good. I mean, I don't really foresee them being like a national champion. But I feel like it's one of those schools where like their peak is like kind of like Lamar Jackson. You're like going like ten and two and just having a stud behind center. Yeah, that's like how I mean, they hit their peak. I'd agree. Yeah. Um, number three, uh, Coach Prime out of Colorado. Deion I'm Sanders. I'm personally pretty high on Coach Prime. I'm to, I mean, he's going to get the players, bottom line. I feel like I mean, Akon over there is pretty anti-Coach Prime. I don't know why, but he's, I love him. I, I kind of love him. Like, I love, like, the, I don't know if you guys saw the video of him, like, talking about what he looks – like, what he looks for when recruiting certain positions. Yeah. He yeah. says something like, D-line, like, I want that kid who's, like – like, I want that, like, single parent who's, like, struggling, that kid who's just hungry. Like, I, like, I kind of, like, respected that. And, like, obviously he's super charismatic. Like, he can get the recruits and, like – he knows how to build a staff. Like, look, like, look at Mario Cristobal. Like, that's a guy who, like, knows how to get recruits and knows how to build a staff. But in my opinion, just does not know how to coach on a field. But he still, like, finds some inkling of success. Like, not maybe not national championships. But, like, even if you're, like, not a stud on field co- at on-field coaching, like, on game day, if you can build a good staff and recruit, like, that's kind of all you need to, to do pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, there's no doubt that he can recruit better than – possibly anyone else in the country. Um, but I just – He's just a Billy's and the Joes guy. He's I, not an X's and the O's. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like at some point, I just don't know. Like, I mean, obviously Florida State's probably his dream job because that's where he played yeah. at, I would think. 
I just I don't I don't know. I don't know if he can run a program at that high, big of a level. I mean, he did it at Jackson State, like whatever, that's fine, but like I want to see him succeed at Colorado, obviously, but I think he showed he can like build a staff and he can definitely recruit and that's all it takes. Like like look at Edo, like all you need is that like that one year where you get the big time guy, you get like a Joe Burrow and like let's be honest, Deion Sanders, like he is good at recruiting, he's charismatic, like he probably will eventually like get that kind of like Joe Burrow recruit that just like he doesn't even need need to be a good coach. Like they're just gonna have that baller year. Like he, I don't know if it'll be sustained success, but I feel like there will be a splash. Like he will make a big splash in like one of the next three seasons. Yeah, I just don't know if he can sustain it. Like, I mean, Edo couldn't sustain exactly. it at that level because it's hard to keep coordinators that are that good in the building because they see, you know, a head coach that really doesn't know the X's and the O's that well, and they're like, I want to go somewhere and run the show myself. Could you imagine if you brought Colorado into the playoffs? Oh, that I mean, would they're, be... They're, I mean, it's not like they're in a tough conference. Like, it's not, it's not like that out of the realm of possibility that he brings them to playoffs eventually. And I mean, anyone can win the PAC 12 any year. Exactly. I, mean, I would say Lincoln Riley definitely throws a little wrench in that, but I mean, yeah, the 100% could happen. And what's his name at uh, Oregon, Dan Lanning. Probably, I mean, he's a, he's a good coach, yeah. but I think he, I think he wants to get back to the sec at some point. Yeah. I mean, obviously Oregon's like a great place to be. Like, Phil Knight just pumps money into that program. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, West Coast, a lot of good recruits. Um, but, yeah, I just feel like his style was very SEC. Yeah, he wants that powerful defense and hopefully score 28 yeah, points a like, game. Defensive-minded head coach is a little bit different, I feel, especially at Oregon. I mean, it's always been a, just an offensive-minded head coach back there, even going back to the uh, Chip Kelly days. Yeah. Um. So fourth one, we're going to talk about Matt Rule. We kind of touched on Nebraska. We're going to talk about Hugh Freeze at some point. Yeah, I mean okay, he was you. the last one. Thank you. We can, <laughs> I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. What about Napier? <laughs> he's already. He's not a new hire. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> um, we kind of touched on Nebraska earlier. Um, we we at least think that it's kind of tough to recruit to Nebraska in today's college football. But how do we think Matt Rule is going to do? I personally think. Like, for what Nebraska can do, like, for what I think their program's capable of, I feel like he'll he'll kind of max that out. He's not like a – if I remember correctly, I don't think he was like a baller recruiter or anything, but he was just at Baylor at least. He was so good at, like, using the guys he had. Mm -hmm. Like, he was so good at taking in, like, a couple four-stars, a bunch of three-stars, and just using them the best way they could be used, just maximizing your roster. And I feel like that's kind of all you can ask for in Nebraska right now because, like I said, just very tough to recruit. Um, yeah, I think that's a pretty decent hire. I mean, I, I'm not expecting anything better than like a eight and four, nine and three season at peak, but like, I think he could get nine and three. If I remember right, he was really good at kind of like what you said, like finding the three and four star guys that are underranked and then kind of like making them become like the best of their abilities. I mean, he like played with Oklahoma and like, was it Oklahoma he played in like the big 12 championship? That one year, I remember he had like his third string quarterback out there at Baylor, like fighting. It, it was unbelievable to watch. Yeah, he's he's always turned around programs really quick wherever he's been. I do know that. Yeah, his little that NFL stint that was just not impressive. He's a college football guy. He's For just sure. he just can't he can't do it at the NFL level. 
Um, but I'm kind of in agreement with Chase. I could see them win like ten games, maybe. Like really, that's about it, though. I mean, I, he's a good coach. I think them and Wisconsin. If you get the right are, schedule. Them and I mean, Wisconsin are the same. Like they can both win. Yeah, ten games. Like if, if maybe he, eleven. If he maybe? gets the right games at home, he might. You know, sneak out a ten win season, but like that's it's probably definitely going to be like a year three thing. Like, oh that's yeah, definitely like the five and seven first season, like six and six, and yeah. then like eight and four. I mean, I just want the Cornhusker Nation to not get their hopes up for this year. It's not going to be pretty. Well, I'm glad they, I'm glad they sell out every game because the boosters like just buy like four yeah, thousand exactly. seats, but they still sell out every game. <laughs> yeah, it's an absolute <laughs> joke. No one, uh, no one cares that much about your sellout at home record. Like, yeah. can you just like tell your boosters to like stop buying like fifteen thousand? Win, like win games, win games. <laughs> just start winning that's more. Sick. I love how they're like not selling tickets, and they're like, no, we are selling tickets. Yeah, <laughs> we that's sold sick. them. There was just like fifteen thousand. Yeah, it's not a lie. Them. Like they did sell out the game, I guess. <laughs> but I think that's such a power move by them. Um. I'm just going to kind of let Akon take this away. Uh, the fifth and final coach, Hugh Freeze at Auburn. I don't know if anyone's heard about the weather advisory that's uh, been happening the last, like, four months in Auburn, Alabama. Have you? No? Is it a little, I'm not. A little chilly? It's a, there's a freeze warning in effect. Oh. I mean, let's just start top down. I mean, the man's come in, and he's been charismatic and has proven that he can recruit in such a limited amount of time, which is such a breath of fresh air compared to the last guy. Mm. He'll put us in the right, he'll get, he'll get us to the right place. I mean, year one, if we won seven games, I would be thrilled with how bad the Auburn football roster is. Yeah. But I think he's a good coach and he's hungry for it. And I mean, a lot of recruits seem to like the Hugh Freeze redemption story. I mean, we've... yeah, that's huge. I think that was like my biggest question mark with him. I think we've talked about it a few times was like, I, he, like, he's no doubt a great coach. Like he did it all this. Like, I mean, what they got to like number two or number one in the country when he was there, like he, he did it at Liberty. Like he's obviously a great coach. Like he knows how to coach in the sec. Like, it's just like, can he escape that pass? And like the fact that he's come in out the gates, like super charismatic, like really just kind of reshaping his image in the sec. That's huge. Well, he found the Lord. He did find the Lord. Yeah. Well, he's always found the Lord, but he just found him a little harder recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, do, I, I do think that it's helped that he's been really open about it in, like, press conferences and things. Yeah. I think, I think the more, like, that was almost really dumb. But, like, the more you try to hide from the media that's, you know, very obvious, that's when it gets pretty bad for you as a coach. I mean, yeah. when you Kinda start like trying to, like – yeah, yeah. Like the moment you start trying to like hide a very obvious pass, like everyone's just thinking to themselves, "This dude's or you just like, shallow. or you just like blatantly lie to him, like yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy McElwain, maybe." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just like literally the sign of just a scumbag. Like, like if someone just like, "Hey, like you did this," like just directly brings it up, and they're just like declined to comment. It's like, no, like that's a scumbag move. What was what was the thing that happened with Jimmy Mack again at Florida? What didn't he say? Like fans were like trying to break into his house or something. Uh, no, he, he like said that he received death threats and they weren't real. They weren't real. Fake death threats. <laughs> Fake death threats. That's like. I actually like think he's like kind of a good guy, but that's yeah, that's really bad. Like <laughs> faking like death threats. Like, could you imagine like calling him sick to work, being like, "Can't come in. My family's getting death threats." Right <laughs> <laughs> like that gets uncovered. It's just like not true. Yeah, it's like you're definitely getting fired if that like comes out. Yeah. <laughs>
And then oh, I, yeah, pretty, he also had the picture bad. allegedly of him yeah. naked with a shark, which wasn't him, but like, I love, not what, true. Yeah, I love not how him. everyone was like, it's definitely him. He like, I think he like kind of owned up to that one, like laughed about it with everyone, which I appreciated. He was a guy that like the stress of this, this Florida job just kind of got to him. Yeah. I feel like where did he come? Western Michigan, Colorado state, right? He's a Colorado state. Or, yeah, he had, it was like, Colorado and draft pick quarterback there. So we were all like, yeah. So, like when he got hired, we were like latching on to like, okay, he was an offensive coordinator under Bam, like under Saban at Bama, and like he like raised up like a top ten draft pick quarterback at Colorado. State. But like that he just clearly, he clearly was just like not ready at all. Yeah, for, for no, he's shown by his like moving to Central Michigan after. Yeah, <laughs> is that like Brian Harson or is that too much of a reach for me? I mean, it's not like Brian. I mean, I Jimmy McElwain at least he had SEC. An a- SEC he at least had SEC experience before he came there, though. Too. Well, he also reached an SEC championship too. Jimmy McElwain did, didn't he? I mean, he had, at least like he had the he had the under Saban experience. Like as long as you're like under Saban or Dabo, that's like enough of a reason. I feel like and Kirby Smart. So at least like find like some faith in it. Yeah, if you're at least under like a good coach, it's like, and they give you the endorsement. You're like, I mean, like we talked about it, Alex, when when Jimmy Mack was hired and I was like, the first thing I said was like, he coached under Saban. Like that was the first thing I was saying, like support the hire. Yeah. I mean, you got a, it's a good sign. I mean, there are a lot of people under them under like Kirby Saban Dabo, like usually like do really, really well. Yeah. What about, uh, can we talk about Bobby Petrino, old Bobby becoming the <laughs> OC for Jimbo? Unbelievably volatile locker room and staff. I, on the, I, I can't think of a more volatile like staff than what is it? DJ Durkin, defensive coordinator. Bobby Petrino. Uh, yeah, it's Bobby Petrino and DJ Durkin at DC. Yeah, like Jeez. like and then Jimbo Fisher. Like, what an unbelievably volatile room. <laughs> oh my god, I completely <laughs> forgot oh, yeah. Bobby was supposed to be at UNLV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then he just said, "No, I'm just kidding. I'm just gonna go be the OC at Texas A&M <laughs> instead." <Yeah. laughs> I mean, how many times he's has Bobby Petrino back? How many times has he backed out of something he's agreed to? He's such a just scumbag. <laughs> how 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 long does he stay at A and M? Over under one year. Over. Sorry, over under one point five. Oh, oh that's, that's that's really because he's primed to leave in the middle of next yeah. of like the their season, offense year is two. like competent in year one. Like the moment he just sniffs out a head coaching job, yeah. he's taking it. I feel like. And if their offense is really bad, he'll probably just like quit and be like, well, fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say he's going to stay office. for two years. I think, okay. well, I guess it depends. Like Jimbo might get fired. So like the next head coach probably doesn't want to fuck with Bobby Petrino. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see it getting past a year. I don't see like, I don't see him wanting to be like Jimbo's. Like, I, I feel like mentally he like cannot handle being like second hand man to Jimbo Fisher. That's a really good point. There's actually. not a lot of people that can, I could, I couldn't handle that. No, maybe for the yeah. money I could, but yeah, I mean, we got to remember the scale of money that these guys work. I mean, with. he's like, he's such a big personality. He like, I, don't know, I feel like he can't do it. I feel like he can't like play a supporting role happily for that long. He needs to be in the, he needs to be, in I the, feel like the, Bobby Petrino, like he doesn't really, he doesn't like flaunt that he's an asshole. Like, that much he's just a prick <laughs> like like behind yeah. the scenes he's just like yeah this dude's an asshole but he doesn't like show it that much like he's not i don't know i feel like i've never heard him go off on an interview like pipe bomb or anything he just 
he's just a dick to his no, players. Just like things that have come up in his personal life. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say Bobby Petrino and the word pipe bomb in the same sentence? Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't dropped any pipe bombs to the media. Like, should we do a little? Uh, I think we comedy movies. I think we had. Oh, was it favorite scenes from comedy movies? Throw one or two out there each. I'll I'll throw one out there right now. We're going to. Can you finish it, Alex? DC to BVP. Oh. Barracuda. Oh, fuck, fuck me. Very underrated <laughs> film, by the way. Unbelievable. In God we must. In God we trust. Am I maintaining, Mitch? <laughs> yeah, Too unbelievable scene. Um, incredible. I mean, that's <laughs> him firing like his whole staff. <laughs> <laughs> what is it the guy the, he's like he fires his campaign manager and then he's he asks, afraid of the commercial about um about like fucking mitzi yeah and then jc was like no you can't air this and cam was like adamant on airing it and then i remember he like fires them whatever he walks out like first guy he sees he's like what'd you major in in college political science <laughs> i have so many good ideas get you get the, the fuck out of here right now <laughs> What do you major in? Sports marketing? You're running my campaign. (laughs) All right. I'm going to come in with another low-key movie. Hall Pass. Tonight's the night we make history. (laughs) The cops pull up on him jerking off. (laughs) Yeah, that seems incredible. I mean, cl- in, the brand, in, the, in the brand new minivan. (laughs) (laughs) Fully loaded, right? Isn't that what he says? What is he? What is like? He's, he's like, like you just drove me around in an hour playing a movie. Like, who wouldn't want to listen, like watch a movie? Like <laughs> Excellent movie. He like opens the doors. He's like, wait, watch this, watch this, watch this. <laughs> like, touches the handle. So like, you, you don't gotta close it. Like I got it up here. <laughs> way too good. I mean, all time movie scene has got to be the other guys when Samuel Jackson and The Rock aim just for the bushes, aim for the bushes oh, and jump dude, I was off. Just like thinking, it. I knew you were gonna mention other guys, and I was like, which scene is he gonna bring up? Great one. They just there's no bushes in sight. They're like thirty stories up. <laughs> Dude, nothing like pulls the heartstrings more than just hearing that. There goes oh, my, my heroes. Watch oh, them as man. they go. Incredible. Great, great film too. By the way, it and then is. like they like go to the funeral. It's like like no one knows like why they jumped. Like, maybe it was pride. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, they just, just they didn't get the bad guy, so they jump off the building. <laughs> He was pride. Maybe it was their egos. I love the TLC references in that movie, too. <laughs> hey, guys, don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> be creepy. I hate, I'm, just, I'm just creeping. creeping. Creep. It's very obviously a TLC reference. Yeah. I honestly don't know what you guys are talking about. I got to go. <laughs> he's like the Bed Bath & Beyond general manager, too. <laughs> no, While he's, he's, the he's up there, he's like, he's like, there's like a rapist out in like Brooklyn Heights. Oh, wait, sorry. Wrong job. <laughs> New, new bath mats are in. <laughs> but if you live in Brooklyn Heights, like you should probably lock your doors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, those are three comedy movies I can just watch every day. Oh. Step Brothers too. Uh, Step Brothers when they show the music video. <laughs> Boats and hose. Classic. The nutsack on the drum set. I mean, it's just an all timer. What's what's the name of their like production company? Prestige, um, Prestige Worldwide. Worldwide. Yes, yes. 
Yeah. Prestige world wide, wide, wide. <laughs> Does the echo? Does Investors, that... possibly you. <laughs> Get your litter spotted hands off my mom. She's a saint. <laughs> And I mean, I'm like a geriatric fuck. <laughs> shove one of those hearing devices so far up your ass, you'll hear your colon produce shit for a month. Have y'all seen, uh, I think it's, what is it? That's my boy with Adam Sandler before. Oh, oh, dude, that's like one of my like sleeper comedy films. I yeah. love that one. I completely agree. That is, that is a very sleeper comedy right there. It's like definitely like a shitty movie, but like oh, all the comedies are, they're yeah. just like, there needs to be enough of a plot to follow and just incredible yeah. jokes. It, like, the, the movie itself is hot garbage. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but the scenes in it are hilarious. So good. I mean, obviously, Neighbors as well. I haven't oh, seen that yeah. movie in a while. There's two. Very is there two of them or three of them? There's in there that I don't really want to make on, on a podcast. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I, I'm thinking of that same exact movie. thing, yes. and I'm not going to say <laughs> it. The molding. <laughs> The molding of no the oven. Oh yes. god! <laughs> yeah, no. But please, it's okay. No. It's okay because Seth Rogen said it. Well, he's, like, he's Jewish. Yeah, so it's okay. But so he like, can make we Jewish jokes because we're not Jewish. Yeah. Um, I saw. Uh, this is gonna sound really goofy, but Grown Ups the other day. It was on it's YouTube. Yeah, I was just. It's a very funny movie. It's such a feel good movie. It like is. There's, there's not like a part of it where you're sad or like, you know, like it's just all feel good. Yeah. That. And then obviously the all time classic Talladega Nights. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's that, Little, there's that. Your sweet baby Jesus. There's that like eight year window when Will Ferrell just cranked out bangers. Just, Dude, he, yeah. We need him to come back from the dead. Like, yeah. He tried so to get like, it all, it all, I think it all like ended with get hard. Like that was like one of the first ones of his movies. That were just yeah. Not that, good. <laughs> that was, that was a really I bad hated that movie. movie. I yeah. do not like it. And like movie. the, he, he started doing all those uh, ones with Mark Wahlberg, like the daddy's home ones, which there's some funny scenes in those, but like, I like the daddy's home uh, movies. The, the second one's just there. There's just too many moments where it's too serious. Will Ferrell's yeah, not good in a serious role. Yeah, I, I found agree. him pretty funny though. I liked him. They're pretty good around Christmas fun. time. <laughs> it's the only time I ever watch it though. When you like get sick of Elf and Christmas Vacation, it's like, well, I guess I'll put this on. <laughs> Who's gonna win the Masters? Gotti. He's so good. Yeah, I mean, he's so he's good. So good. So. It's so hard to say any other name. I know. Like, like the first tournament this year with any, the waste management, it was like the first big tournament, I guess. Yeah. Like all the big dogs were playing in. And I just, I said in our group chat, I just said, I mean, Scotty Scheffler, I guess. And he just goes out there and clockwork defends his title. Like he's just oh, yeah. so, he's so good. He's an alien. Yeah. Me, me and Akon and a third party are uh, doing a big master's pool, like a hundred dollar buy-in split across three people to win the pot. There's like 600 plus people in this pool. So uh, listeners, keep your, keep us in your thoughts and prayers for uh, a good performance from our team there. Yeah. It's, so uh, in those pools, like what all, like, do you pick, how many golfers do y'all pick? So correct me if I'm like wrong. 12 groups. Like yeah, 12 groups. 12 Yeah. And they're tiers, like tiered so. by like ranking. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So like you can, it was like the first one, like, was like kind of. I think it was Scotty, Cam Smith, um, like Rory, some of like John Rom, like yeah. those guys. The yeah, obvious and favorites. Can't lay, can't lay Alexander. That that rounded out tier one. 
And then, like, you start to go slowly down, down. Now, out of those, this, I'm, now, this is going to sound, like, really dumb, but, like, out of those people in those tiers, do you only pick one? Yeah, you pick one okay. from each. Yeah. So, you 12 and golfers you, in total. Okay. You get to, like, tier 12, and you've heard of, like, two people on the list. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, who is Harrison Crow and, and Ben Carr and Jose Maria Olazabal? I, I don't know, but they might be on my team. You just, yeah, I mean, and that's where you, that's where you make your, that's money. where, that's the difference maker. Like the, like oh, the bottom, yeah. like four, five tiers. That's like, here we, this is when cream rises. To the you top. need some guy to just shoot absolutely lights out that you have in like, oh, you know, probably what, Where's, seven or eight through 12. Now is yeah. it, now is it over the four days or is it just like, yeah, it's like total scores. Over the four days. Okay. Yeah. I think there might be like some kind of cut though. I was about pool. to say like, what if like everyone in tier 10 got cut? Is it just a wash for everyone? Whoever has the best score from it, out of the, okay, yeah. That's I think I think that's like the team last year. I did this pool. Like the teams that did the best were like obviously the guys who like had a tier eleven, tier twelve player who went off, but they had like very few players cut. Like yeah. my team like had like more guys cut than anyone else, and I was like I was ranked like three hundred out of six hundred plus entries. So. <laughs> we're looking for a better performance this year. So like I said, listeners, keep us in your thoughts and prayers. There, we're hoping we're to add some fire. add some more funding to our Roth IRAs. This weekend, oh, yeah. we're retiring early, boys. Hell yeah! Well, I think that's uh, I think that's about all we have for you guys today. Thank you to the mysterious Mister C for joining us absolute, today. Absolute pleasure being on, shooting the shit with the dad bods. Got to do it again sometime. Yep, thanks for coming on, man. Long time caller, first time listener. Oh yeah, long time no long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> Recurring guests in the future. Oh, yeah. When college football season creeps up, I'll be there. Oh, yeah. We're about to hit that time. Florida insider right here, Mr. C. Let me close you guys off with a kind of depressing note, honestly. We're not even halfway through college football all season. Dude. That's, yeah. I I came to that realization a couple days ago. Pretty tough. Oh. Yeah. Auburn A game Saturday, so I'm going to not watch the Masters and watch some 19-year-olds. You're a clown. Play flag football. <laughs> You're a clown. <laughs> is it on the book? I think they're doing like a, a scrimmage. I don't think it's like a full on like game thing. Oh, I'm not in. Yeah, it's like first team offense versus like first team defense, and it's like not like even teams how they sometimes do it. Interesting. But all right, everyone, thanks for listening. We will see y'all later in the week, maybe next week. Merch on the way. Goodbye, everyone.